Good morning, it's Money Talk with, with James Ross. It's 18 minutes uh, to nine. In your money today, Karen Wright is going to take a dive into what you need to know about the abolition of the MPF offsetting mechanism. Uh, good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Chief Executive John Lee recently announced that the Mandatory Provident Fund offsetting mechanism will be abolished on May 1st, 2025. So to find out what that could mean for you, I'm joined by Kat Weaver, who's an employment law partner at Saifarth Shaw in Hong Kong. Thanks for joining me, Kat. Thank you. Good morning. Let's kick off with a look at how the offsetting mechanism currently works. Can you explain that simply for us? I can try. So the offsetting mechanism has been in place for as long as the MPF scheme has been in place, so since December 2000. The way in which it works is that it entitles employers at their own election, they don't have to do this, but they can dip into the employee's mandatory provident fund to utilise the accrued value of the contributions they've made into that fund to offset the cost of the statutory severance or long service payment. Now, that's a lot of words, so I'm going to try and break that down (laughs) a bit. Uh, Let's start with the MPF scheme. What happens with this is that the employer and employee have to pay in a minimum amount, and that amount is 5%, and it's capped at 1,500 Hong Kong dollars for the employer and the employee every month. That's the mandatory amount. In addition to that, the employer and or the employee can add in voluntary amounts into the MPF scheme. And they sit there and they accrue. And the purpose of that is to ensure there is some kind of retirement fund for employees when they retire. Now, let's look at the statutory severance and long service payments. These are paid out to employees when their employment is terminated in certain circumstances. Statutory severance is paid out if the employee has two or more years of service and they're made redundant. Long service payment is paid out if the employee has five or more years of service and they are terminated not for redundancy, but for another reason and not for serious misconduct either. If they're terminated in kind of normal circumstances, then they'll be entitled to this long service payment. And the way in which the MPF offsetting mechanism now works then is that the employer dips into the MPF, can take out what they have paid in by way of the mandatory and voluntary contributions to then pay out the statutory or long service payment, which means in effect that that fund is diminished to a tiny amount or nothing in order to pay out these payments on termination. And for a long time, that's been considered to be not the right course of action by previous administrations. In fact, since 2017, there's been talk about trying to abolish this offsetting mechanism and now it's actually finally going to happen although that said not for two years. Tell me how things are going to change after May 1st 2025 as you say it's still nearly two years off. So as of the 1st of May 2025 the mechanism will be abolished and what that then means is that employers will not be able to utilise the accrued benefit of the mandatory contributions they've paid in to pay off the statutory severance or long service payment. They can still use the voluntary contributions they've paid in. That's fine. They can still do that. Another important point to note is that there's no retrospective aspect to this change. So all of the long service payment and statutory severance payment that's accrued up until the 1st of May 2025, that can still be paid off using the voluntary and mandatory contributions of the employer. So there's no abolition of the offsetting rule in respect of that period prior to 1st of May 2025. But after that point in time, 
anything that accrues in relation to statutory severance and long service payment, that can only be paid off utilising voluntary contributions into the MPF. So that's the big change. But the government's doing a lot to try and make it as easy as possible for SMEs and, in fact, all, all businesses. So they're putting in place, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this in more detail, but they're going to put in place a help scheme um, that's going to go over 25 years, a subsidy scheme. So in terms of the actual impact on the 1st of May 2025, it won't be that huge for employers. And in the meantime, until that date, pretty much nothing changes or we just get prepared? Yeah, the law doesn't change. But of course, employers have to get ready for this. And in terms of getting ready, then they can start putting aside some pot of money to ensure they can start paying this out themselves albeit that there is the subsidy scheme that's going to be there too. And also there's a lot of admin that is involved in this change. So there'll be policy changes, they'll be reviewing how they pay out redundancy, and they'll have to be training the HR staff to deal with that. They'll also be training of payroll, so payroll will have to change and get ready for that. So it's not a good idea for employers to spend a year and 11 months burying their head in the sand and then suddenly going, oh, goodness, right, we need to do something about this. They should start thinking about it now, assessing what their policies say, assessing what their schemes say, assessing how they're going to deal with payroll going forward and get ready. And, of course, making sure they've got the financial liquidity to be able to pay these payments out, uh, not from the MPF going forward. Let's look at it from an employee point of view. If your employment contract commenced before May 1st, 2025. How does it apply? Do everything that happens before that date, still the old rules apply and then things change after it? How does it work? Yeah, that's right. So the change in the rules will be applicable to all employees, irrespective of when your uh, employment contract started. But as I mentioned a moment ago, in terms of your years of service that accrue towards you getting your statutory severance or your long service payment, that doesn't change. That's all in place. And all those years that have accrued up to the 1st of May 2025, the employer can still use all of their contributions they put into the NPF to offset the statutory severance and long service payments. So there's no change there. And it's just all the change is in respect of the period from the 1st of May 2025 onwards. So if you're an employee, then unfortunately for employees, they'll still be the dipping into of the uh, retirement fund in respect of that period up to 1st May 2025. But then there'll be a change thereafter. But I should also point out that employers do not have to use the offsetting rule. And there are many, many employers in Hong Kong that don't use it at all. It's mostly in place, I think in theory, to help the SMEs, the smaller organisations that find these payouts to be quite a large financial burden. But a lot of the companies that I work with don't use this rule. So for them, there'll be no change, really, unless they want to start using the subsidy scheme going forward. But there should be no change needed because they haven't utilised this offsetting rule. How well do you think employers are doing at preparing for these changes? You said that there's probably a fair amount of admin and training that has to go in if they are actually currently using the system and then are not going to be able to afterwards. Are companies prepared? No, I don't think so, because we were waiting up until the 28th of April this year. We didn't know when this rule was going to come in. I mean, we, we were told when the bill was passed last year that the offsetting abolition had to happen before the end of 2025. So we knew it was going to happen at, at some point, but we didn't know when. Now we have a date. 
So that's going to be a focus point of employers. And so hopefully there are meetings happening in employers right now as to how they're going to deal with this, whether they need to make changes, whether they need to speak to their payroll provider about it, whether they intend to use a subsidy scheme when it comes in. So hopefully those conversations will start uh, sooner rather than later. And for the smaller businesses, then they need to be thinking about how they're going to pay for statutory severance and long service going forward. And I think one of the concerns that the government has, and of course the trade unions and employees too, is whether employers were going to assess their workforce prior to the 1st of May 2025 and make changes, i.e. make terminations, in order to not have that financial burden going forward. Now, the reason why the government has said that it's not going to have retrospective effect is to try and stop that happening, is to try and stop employers going, right, let's do a cull. So hopefully that will have some impact. But I, I imagine that employers will be thinking about what their strategy is going to be going forward. Will they try and think of other reasons for termination to avoid making statutory severance? And that's all to do with redundancy. So try and have a termination that's not a redundancy. Will they put in place some kind of warning system that when their employees are getting near to five years service, they think, do we still want this person? Because after this point in time, they'll be entitled to a long service payment. And do we want to be paying that out? So I think there will be some thinking and assessment going on prior to and then also post the 1st of May 2025 in terms of what employers want to do about their their employees and how they dismiss them going forward. One thing you've mentioned quite a lot throughout this discussion is that there is support in place, isn't there, to help employers go through this transition. So can you explain in a little more detail what is on offer and, and how long that's going to be in place for? There is, I think it's 33.2 billion Hong Kong dollars worth of support being put in place. So not an insignificant amount and a 25 year transition period. So the government is really trying to help employers deal with this change in the most helpful financial way it can. We don't have full details of the subsidy scheme yet. There are some proposals in place and some of those proposals are saying that for the first three years, the maximum financial liability on employers in respect of statutory severance and long service pay is going to be 3,000 Hong Kong dollars and the rest will be subsidised by the government and then thereafter they'll start reducing that amount that they're going to be subsidising by. So it looks as though it's going to be a very long and hopefully relatively easy painless process for employers to get ready to be able to fully pay out uh, long service and statutory severance themselves going forward. And also the government are going to put in place a scheme whereby employers can start saving up to, so there'll be a saving account that they can pay monies into, so that there'll then be a nice accrued sum there that they can use to pay out statutory severance and long service payment when the subsidy scheme is done. Thank you so much, Cat Weaver, Employment Law Partner at South Shore, for joining me today to explain all of that. Thank you. Thanks.